0: the 115th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How are you doing, Roger? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So, Roger, this week we had a number of announcements around eSIM, so I thought we could talk about that today. Uh, To start us off, can you get everyone up to speed on what exactly eSIM is? And then I'd love to talk about how this could potentially change the game in terms of wireless switching.
1: Well, eSIM is an electronic SIM. And SIM is this little card that you put in your phone, and then it popped up with your subscriber information and let you take your your phone number and and things from one phone to the other. So, but this is a little card and creates and it takes space in a phone. And so phone manufacturers and Apple particularly wanted to take away with it. And for like, for example, the new iPhones that are built for the US, they don't have a slot for physical SIM anymore, so they can take up that that space, and space in in phones is very sparse. For say a battery or another sensor or something like that, make the phone lighter, thinner, less complicated. Interestingly enough, iPhones sold outside Ooh. the U.S. still have a SIM slot, right? They still have a SIM. You know, so the process of switching phones under eSIM changes, right? Right now, with most phones, you, you get this little tool that where you push in this tiny hole, and then this little sled comes out. You take this little chip out there and put it hopefully the right way in the next phone, and then your phone comes alive. Now you have to tape with under eSIM. You have to put the phones next to each other, and then the identity, the information gets transferred over, over NFV and and things like that. So it's a little bit less secure than it was with a physical SIM, because now somebody comes up and is able to to do bad things they can transfer like the ID and read it and, and things like that. The phone manufacturer said that that's no problem. They have safeguards for it. I hope they're right. Mm-hmm. But what this makes a lot easier is is to have a, a second SIM in your phone. You know, most of us have only one carrier, but there are several scenarios when you would like to have multiple identities. Like for example, you have your physical phone, right? And then you have a SIM that's your private SIM and you have a SIM that's your- Work SIM, right? Business ID. And that's a lot easier when this is electronic, right? Than if it's physical. And especially, so that really helps this of having multiple identities on one device. Then it's also very helpful for companies that want to have uh, providers that are on multiple networks. So, you know, for example, the cable companies have talked about having their own CBRS network and, you know, using at the same time Verizon or whoever else they use. And so you can have a dual SIM, so they can have, Both identities on the device, and it dynamically switches back and forth. It would be ideal for Dish, right? Dual SIM or triple SIM. You can have however many many SIMs here, eSIMs on a device, and then they can have. They could truly switch between their own Genesis network, the T-Mobile network, and the AT and T network having all these IVS on... on, Right,
0: uh, provided that you have a phone that can roam on all those bands, right? Which is a separate issue. It will happen over
1: time and has happened already, right? Or, and we're seeing this already today, it gives people the ability to test drive another carrier's network and see without a big problem how good is this if I switch? And so I think Verizon and all the carriers offer it in one shape or another. Verizon just launched a test drive program. T Mobile has a test drive program. ATT through Cricket has a test drive program. So you download an app from the App Store and go through the permissions and clicks there. And then you can switch in your phone which network you want to use at that given point in time so you can like be in your home and make one call with one carrier and then you switch over and you make the call from exactly the same same place with another carrier and then you can test which one is better which one is the right one for you right you can see what the data speeds are so you can do be like live What's the right network for me?
0: It's a terrific capability. So there, there are a couple constraints, right? So the, the primary one being your device has to be unlocked. And so usually if you're still on a payment plan with a device, your di- device isn't unlocked. Although even if you are, I know some of the carriers will allow you to unlock the device for 30 days, for example, if you're traveling internationally. Things like that. So it, it's it's definitely a feasible Thing to do, provided that you you have a device that, that's capable of eSIM, and, and more and more devices are capable of eSIM, and that device is unlocked. Yeah, uh, and I think you know Verizon unlocks devices after six months, ninety
1: right? days, 90, ninety days. days. Yeah, uh, because because Verizon bought the seven hundred megahertz C block, right, which is the which is the twenty megahertz nationwide block that comes with net neutrality. And so they have to unlock every device after ninety days. And so, my expectation is that AT and T and Verizon will predominantly target Verizon customers for this because it's the easiest to do there, right? Whereas T-Mobile and an AT and T can lock the device as long as you you're financing it to them because until that day it's their device right you owe money on it but the moment you pay it off you
0: can do whatever you want to it's your device so i mean I think one of the things that we've seen in the wireless industry is that switching tends to be you know a young person's game in the sense that you know the more lines you have the more of a pain, it becomes, you know, mo- moving somebody over, right? Or, you know, if you, if you can walk in over lunch and switch the one device you have over to another network, that's not very onerous. But if you've got a wife and kids and maybe parents or, you know, somebody else that's on your plan, uh, it becomes exponentially harder to get everybody mo- moved over well, at the same time. Well, this
1: will make it easier. because This will make it easier, right. Will make it a lot easier because you can say to, to your kid or your spouse, here, why don't you try it? And then Mm -hmm. you do it or your wife does it to you and say, like here, try it. And after the trial period, whatever is, is easier and better stays active and you call your and if you like the new carrier better than the old one, then you just call the old carrier and say like thanks, but no thanks. Or if you like your old one better than than the one you tried, you let the you let the test drive expire. And
0: no harm, no foul. So I think it's it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see the extent to which people take advantage of this. T-Mobile's been doing this for a long time now. I think I want to say six months to a year. Verizon's just starting it out. And, and as you mentioned, AT&T has availability on Cricket for this. I think it's a real step forward for for consumers in terms of being able to pick the best network for, for whatever your scenario may be. And you will see it with MVNOs as well. It's the easiest
1: way for MBNOs to convert customers. You go on their website and they say, "Hey, want to try this for you know however long and however much?" Push a button, we'll send you the app, or push up here, click on this, and on your and on your phone, the app will
0: pop up, and here you go, right? Yep. Well, it's also a scenario where you know if you want to buy direct from a manufacturer, you can usually get those devices. They come unlocked, right? So you could presumably buy a device and then make a decision after having roamed on all three networks uh, or four networks for that matter. Thousand dollars later, right? Yeah, but then you own the phone. You can move around however you want. Right. A lot more consumer freedom. It's a good. I think it's a good thing.
1: Yeah, and it will. It opens up another dimension of competition. Now, the handset manufacturers are doing this f- for two reasons. I mentioned already it makes making the device easier and cheaper. On the other hand, it probably loosens the, the, the bond between the carrier and the consumer, and therefore, on a, at least on a relative basis, makes the tie between the device manufacturer and and the consumer stronger because there's always this struggle. Who owns the customer? Is it Apple, Samsung, or is it T-Mobile, Verizon, AT and T, right? Or TrackPhone, right? It's or Mint Mobile. You know, is your relationship with Tim Cook or with Ryan Reynolds, right? Ryan Reynolds is a lot funnier, and he will send you, sell you gin on top of it, but. <laughs> That's the struggle now here, right? So it's all about with who does does the consumer identify more and will be interesting. There's no boring time in this industry. And it makes it all fascinating. And we're on the path of making this more consumer friendly and making choice easier. Absolutely.
0: All right. Well, we'll keep track on it and uh, talk to you next week. Thanks, Roger. See you next week.